Hey guys, welcome back to the Fearless as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Christina Lauren, with a very raspy voice today, but you know what? I didn't want to cancel on this show because the topic was a little bit about accountability and why we need to hold ourselves accountable because what we're going to be talking about today on the show is what burnout's like, what kind of straying away from your passions like, and how to deal with your daily life schedule and all the things encompassing your normal life and routine and trying to incorporate your passion back into them and what can happen to your mental health, what can happen to your overall health in general, (laughs) hence my voice, trying to balance everything and some tips and tricks on how to find your way back to yourself. And I brought on my very best friend, Megan Jewell. Welcome. So happy to be here Welcome. again. <laughs> it's a little dancey dance. Yeah, I am um, really excited to have Megan here. If you guys haven't heard our podcast before, we've had some really great podcasts together. And something that's to be coming in the future is actually a podcast with both Megan and I. Yes. Aside from Fearless as Fuck, I'm not going to tell you the title of it, but this topic is kind of going to go hand in hand to just some of the things that you don't really hear the reality of. Um things and topics that people like to coast over because they're hard to talk about. And Megan and I have both struggled with mental health in Mm -hmm. the past on different levels, minor levels, but they're the levels that no one really talks about. And they don't talk about it enough because I think a lot of people are experiencing, you know, those troubles and we want to bring those to light. And so anyway, kind of circling back to wowie, why, why, (laughs) why we wound up here. I personally have strayed away from the podcast studio and not for any particular reason, because as I'm sure some of you listening know, this is like a very important thing to me. It is my sole passion project and something that I hold very near and dear to my heart for so many reasons. But the last few months have been really hard for me. I took on two new jobs in the um, nightlife and day club industry out here in Las Vegas. And that was something that I've been striving towards for a long time. I've been auditioning for years and trying to be the be an adult and save money and do all the things. But running myself ragged kind of took a toll on my mental health. It took a toll on my physical health and it took some adjusting. And what I had to do in the process of getting used to all of that was, as I'm sure some of you can relate, when you have things that are important financially to you, you have to take the things that are not making you money Mm -hmm. and kind of put them on the back burner. And what's unfortunate is sometimes those can be your passions, but there's a problem with this. (laughs) My God, it's not like I'm going through puberty. (laughs) There's a problem with putting your passion on the back burner because it takes you away from being your most happy, fulfilled self. And there comes the struggle. And Megan and I both have had this. So we're going to talk about it, mm-hmm. but I want you guys to listen to one thing because I really appreciate people calling me out on my own bullshit sometimes, because what I also did realize was, yes, I had to put things on the back burner, but I was also making fucking excuses for myself. There's a fine line. There's a fine line. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling myself, I'm doing this. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. But then I also realized that I was also making up excuses because I could have been doing this at the same time. And Mr. John Orlando, who Mr. Sticky Paws himself, (laughs) owner of this studio, um, good friend of mine, left me a voice note the other day, and I'm going to let you guys listen to it. Hey, just sitting here with the guys, and we were just reminiscing about when you used to do a podcast here. Remember when you had a really cool podcast? You remember that? When you were fearless, and now you're like afraid of shit, or I don't know what it is, but you just maybe you just don't have what it takes to 
be successful. <laughs> called the fuck out. Called, called me out. This is all out of love. I will say this. Yes. I know this for a fact, but the second I got that, I text messaged Travis and I booked a podcast recording. Book me now. Yes. And, <laughs> but it reminded me that I was like, I'm making up excuses. And so backtracking now, mm-hmm. um, Megan has a lot of the same jobs as I do. Mm-hmm. And she was also experiencing a little bit of a spiritual awakening, kind of soul searching moment, um, juggling everything. So I thought you'd be so good to talk about this too, not just me talking about myself. So I'd love to kind of hear about what you've been experiencing and then we can kind of circle back to what I thought about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a, it's really easy to justify this type of stuff to avoid guilt. That's great. Yes. (laughs) I think that's like the, the primary thing here and I'm guilty of it. You know, you yourself have been guilty of it and it's hard because we, at least like speaking for myself, I don't want to face that because it hurts more than just justifying it, right? So I feel like I was kind of doing the same thing over the last few months. And it really started when I stopped doing hair full time. That was in and of itself just too much. I I didn't want to do it. I had lost my drive and my passion for it. Speaking of burnouts, I mean, we would go five, six days a week, 10 plus hours a day. We were undercharging, at least for me, like I was undercharging and I would feel so empty and exhausted and socially drained. Like my social battery would be negative because you just talk all day. You listen to people all day. And I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but it just brought me to a point where mentally and emotionally I couldn't do it anymore. So I stopped doing that full time and was like, okay, cool. Let me put my mental health first. I'm going to take care of that. But it's funny because once I made that, that point it got worse. It got so much worse for me. So what would you say got worse exactly? Because I had wrapped up my purpose and my value in my career. Entitling yourself. Yes. I am a self-employed hairstylist. I have a full clientele. I'm booked out for three months. And that was all the value that I had. And so when I... I relate to this so hard. Just side note. Goosebumps. Just saying it out loud because it's... You know, it, it doesn't hurt anymore, and I, I'm happy to say this out loud because I've come to terms with it and healed that part of myself, but it's hard because when you do take a step back from that like I did, I had so much time in, like, silence, essentially, because I was before that I was working so much, and I was around people all the time, and I would never really had the time to self-reflect and or really— sit with yourself? Yeah, just sit with yourself and be like— okay, what do I need in order to make myself happy? What do I need to keep my mental health up to to par? And so for me, it was extremely uncomfortable to be in that silence, essentially, not really working. And I think also another thing too, on a deeper level is that I've always taken pride in being a provider. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of what I was taught growing up is that you have to provide something to be of value. Which is so interesting because that takes on that masculine role really hard Dude, for my, a woman. My, I was never <clears throat> even in my feminine my entire life. I was only in my masculine energy because I was so guarded and so aggressive with everything. Like, oh no, I'll just do it on my own. I could, I don't need help. I'll just do it by myself. That was always my mentality. And so when you finally sit down and you're like, oh shit, this is actually really unhealthy and I need to find a way to get through this, to heal this trauma and move on and essentially reset 
my thought process of not thinking that I have to provide something in order to feel worthy of love or appreciation. And that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. I relate to that really hard too, because I, for those of you listening for the first time, Megan and I became friends working together in a hair salon. Mm -hmm. So we both have a pretty extensive background. I think we're almost going around the same. How many years have you been doing hair? Eight. Yeah, I've been around the same. So we've been having the same career for a long time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we both moved to Vegas and decided to, at different times, but both decided to put doing hair on the back burner mm -hmm. and phase out of it. And that was an identity crisis moment for both of us. Absolutely. And I remember I, and I still do hair part time, but I do it on the side. And that's why I still enjoy it. But I had the same feelings about it. Like I was getting so exhausted just listening to people all day long and I wasn't getting any, I wasn't getting any value back from it. I, I was really glad I was able to provide something to somebody else, but I was actually feeling so drained at the end of the day too that I was feeling unhappy. I felt the same. I became very resentful of mm -hmm. my career and it was to the point where I'd look at my schedule and the night before just be like, fuck, I got to deal with this client. And they were a lovely client. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't anything that they did. It was just my own resentment um, that I was taking out on my job, on other people, and not holding myself accountable because we always have to remind ourselves everything in life is a choice. We do not have to do anything. We choose to do things, right? Yeah. And I think the way that I was brought up and the mentality that I've always had is, no, 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 you have to do this. You have to have a career. You have to have income. You have to provide this. You have to provide that. You have to prepare for the future. You have to have a retirement, whatever the fuck. It's such a, a boomer mentality, right? Yeah. And so I think for me too, like growing out of that and creating my own mindset and a whole new mentality for me and doing a complete 180 was a, the growing pains were really rough. Oh God. Yeah. So rough. But um, it really did alleviate and basically just dissolve that resentment that I had. And I realized, oh, like I've actually been choosing to do this for a really long time. I've been choosing to undercharge. I've been choosing to stay late and to not set boundaries. That's a whole nother topic right there <laughs> in just life in general. But I never set boundaries with my clients. Um, people would take advantage of me or take me for granted. But I let them do that. You start playing the victim of your own life. Oh, yeah. I remember someone once told me that. And I was like, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. And you get really <clears throat> offended because you're just like, "What the no, like my life. It's just fucking hard right now. Like yeah, I have to do this. And because it sounds bad. It yes. sounds bad for someone to say you're playing the victim. Yep. But if you're sitting in it, you are playing the victim yeah. because you're not being solution based. You're not looking mm -hmm. outward to fix it. And mm -hmm. okay, I get it though, because there's a time that you don't see it yet. Yeah. Your so, perspective is just lacking. So I have sympathy for anybody experiencing that and my old younger self too, because I didn't know any better. Totally. But once you see it, then mm -hmm. you can really fucking see it. And you're like, oh God, like stop being a little bitch. At least that's what I told myself. Yeah. Not in a mean way, but like you have the power to change this. Absolutely. It's life changing when you actually understand that concept. And I love that you said that because when I was going through, you know, my mental health crisis, essentially, it was like a quarter life crisis for myself. Um, I ended up getting a life coach because I hit such a low point mentally. I was, Wayne and myself were very worried about what would happen. And so I decided to take action. I got a life coach. She's also one of my friends. 
So it was nice to have some rapport already established and then to bring her on as my life coach. And the first thing that she told me was you need to stop acting like life is happening to you, but it's in, it's not happening for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean life's happening for me? Like, no, I have all of these difficult problems and struggles and this happened and this happened. And she's like, okay, it's happening for you though. It's not happening to you. And you have this victim mentality that until you shake that, I can't help you. And I was like, damn. How'd that feel to have someone tell you that? Um, I was mad. My first reaction, I was mad because I'm just like our our defense mm-hmm. defensiveness, right? Our ego, our pride, whatever. I know I'm a very prideful person and that's been a hard thing to really grow out of. It doesn't have to be bad. Pride has a bit of a negative connotation. It can be a good thing, but for me, it was very detrimental because it was holding me back from everything. And so my first reaction was, well, fuck off then. Like, no, like you have no idea the shit that I'm going through. And then when I realized, oh, we're all going through it. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter what the shit is, to be honest. No, everybody's going through it. Everybody has curveballs thrown at them. It's just how you respond and react to it. And until I realized that, I just had that victim mentality that, oh, woe is me. Life is so fucking hard. This happened, this happened. Everything's happening to me. Nothing's happening for me. And it's just a really fucking depressing way to think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, too, because... I remember when you were going through that, I even as your best friend got to a point where I was Mm -hmm. like, what can you say? Like, I'm, I'm so lost for words because Mm -hmm. I can't, I, I hit my, like, I've given as much as I can say and do until you see it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn. And it made me remember because I was at that point in a different topic a few years ago and you were on the other end and you were probably at a point where you're like, Fuck, I can't just shake Christina by the head and be like, I can't do things. Because yep. you've given everything. But then the time comes where the person finally sees it. And like, yeah. okay, now you're now the door is open. Now the next step can be taken, even from your coach. Yeah. And I hired a coach as well. And that's why I tell people who come to me with problems now who aren't even close to me. I'm like, the first thing you need to do is hire somebody when you've mm-hmm. gotten to the point that your friends can't help you anymore. Your family can't. Your, your family can't, can't. Nobody can see it. And you're yeah. at a point where like, no one wants to help me. You're like, no, that's not true. But that's that whole awakening moment where you realize people have been trying to help me, but I need to be willing to help myself. Mm-hmm. And by asking for help, you are helping yourself by taking yourself out of that place. But it is I, I get it. Like it's like your pride, your ego gets in the way because you don't yeah. want to ask for help. I know I never wanted to because I know I needed it so bad. I'll never forget the day that I called you at my fucking worst moment ever. And I'm like, I, I remember that. Sad. It was but, one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Just I remember. Done. But that was a very like groundbreaking point in my personal growth. And I feel like you hiring your coach was a very pivotal point too. And you'll always remember that because it, it completely helped. And it's very hard. I don't, I can speak for myself. I don't want to put anybody into that. I don't want to say everybody feels this way, but for somebody who does feel like they're a strong person mm-hmm. and feels like they do have things under control for the most part, when we break, it's, it's weird. It's it, dark. It's, it's, yeah. I never, ever thought I'd actually like see dark moments like that. And I did. Yeah. And so I have a lot of empathy when I see my friends going through that because I'm like, I see what's on the other side for you and I can't fucking wait until that's there, but it's really hard in the in the mix. Yeah. And also you want <clears> to <throat> be mindful because it is mental health 
and you don't know how bad it can get for someone too. So you want to be there, but you also don't want to enable them at the yeah. same time. It's it's hard because like when it does get that bad, I mean, you need professional help to some yeah. degree. And that's when I realized, oh, like my partner, my friends, I just felt like a burden and then I didn't want to ask, but then it got bad. So I just started pushing everybody away and I didn't realize I was pushing everybody away. And so when I did hire my life coach, she asked me during the second session after that first session of her saying like, stop being a victim to life. The second session she mentioned, how would you feel if you continued on this path that you're on currently and you ended up having nobody left because that's where you're headed. And I remember sitting on my patio crying and just thinking like, dude, I don't even want to imagine my life without Wayne or Christina or any of my other friends because that was so much more painful to think about than what I was actually going through. Yeah. And that for me was my turning point where I'm, I was like, wow, I'm actually actively pushing people away and I don't even mean to, but you know, misery loves company. Essentially, I was so miserable with myself that I wanted to pull everybody into it. And, you know, rightfully so, the people in my life set boundaries because they're like, no, like, I'm not going to fight your war with you. I'll lead you through the tunnel. I'll be the light at the end of the tunnel for you, but I'm not going to be in your shit with you. Figure yeah. it out and come come to the end of the tunnel, right? And I respect that so much now um, because I, too, have set boundaries with certain things. And it's it's such a peaceful life when you set boundaries you know yeah it's it's so much more everything is much more delicious and just amazing and happy and serene and peaceful like I could just I have so many words for that but boundaries I feel like and mental health just coincide whether it's yours or somebody else's yeah you have to have the two that was my biggest lesson I think I've ever had to learn in life was about boundaries because I always identified boundaries with being <clears throat> something that you well, I misconstrued it because when I yeah. think about it from like my less enlightened self, less knowledgeable self, <laughs> <laughs> myself before I, you know, had to go through some things. And younger Christina. Younger Christina mm -hmm. thought boundaries were mean. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Because I didn't understand what a healthy one looked like. Because at that time, <clears throat> I guarantee you probably felt the same way that I did when people would set boundaries with you, you'd get upset, right? Yeah, I'm like, why won't you listen to me? Yeah, like, oh, you're a bad friend. You're not fucking listening to me. I listen to you all the time. And it's like, yeah. well, <laughs> no, hold on a second. Like, It's not like that. It's not at all. It's really just like, hey, I'm not in the, I don't have the space to hold for you right now. Um, you I can't just, dump on me. No, yeah, and you, we shouldn't be dumping on people like that. Like, yeah. it's just not healthy for either party. Like, venting and... Getting advice, confiding is one thing, but constantly just pouring out negativity is never good for anybody and it will always be a detriment. It's hard to realize that yeah. when you're in it. And dumping can, I don't even think people listening will 100% realize that they potentially have people in their lives that are doing that to them now yeah. and they have no idea. <clears throat> and like dumping on someone can look like even a friend calling you and dumping someone else's drama on you for no reason that they've absorbed. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have the phone and you're like, oh my God, like that was a lot. Yeah, you like, just don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know. That's yeah. my first thought. And I, <laughs> it's so interesting because I used to be that person that loved to talk to everybody and hear everything and know everything. No, yep. I am not that way anymore. I'm like, 
please don't tell me. Like, <laughs> yeah, just don't even say don't anything. Even, I'm, I'm not that friend. I Sorry for all know. my friends listening. I am not the friend to call to gossip to, to tell anybody else's drama to, to, and even now I'll catch myself because I'll fall into that. I'm like, oh my God, no, 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 no. Nope, don't yeah. want to know. And I'll go back on it and I'll message that friend. I'm like, um, thank you. Cause I, still gonna be nice thank you so much for letting me know that i'm really glad that you confided in me and you feel comfortable enough to tell me this but i polite politely and what's the word i'm looking for not politely i would just graciously graciously <laughs> like to bow out of this yeah. i would appreciate it if you do not tell me any more of this yeah you do you have a great way of saying it though where you're just like hey you know i'm not in the space yeah. to hear this well i feel very um humbled that mm. I can be that person. <laughs> Everyone tells me this. Yep. Christina, you're just that person. And I'm like, no, I don't, don't want to be. be that person. <laughs> don't make me this person. But I also am honored that I can be that because that yeah. means that I am a safe space. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a compliment <laughs> because, <laughs> because you're like, oh, cool. Like everybody feels comfortable talking to me. But wait, I don't want to hear everybody's bullshit. Yeah. There's, yeah. So there's, there's just boundary. boundary. For sure. exactly. and, and that's what I've told people. So I'll stop them at a certain point now where I'm like, I don't really want to know any more about this yeah. or I can't, I can't give you anything about this anymore. Yep. When in the past I can't, you know, I'm a, a healing in the process of healing people pleaser kind mm. of person. Um, I would always in my past put other people's happiness and um, anything before my own yeah. because one, it made me happy to make other people happy. I'll never change that about myself, but I would sacrifice. I'd be self-sacrificing right. for friends, for partners, for anybody yeah. and I don't do that anymore and it actually is a healthier balance for me and the other person absolutely because your love language can still be acts of service or mm -hmm. quality time for others but not at the expense of yourself no and that's the that's like the most simplistic like mm -hmm. best way to put it too I think because that's what people pleasing pleasing is is it's putting the expense of yourself as somebody else mm -hmm. and people's arguing like well no I like doing this I, and that's that's the thing like you can still be that person with a healthy boundary yeah for not sac not not being um self-sacrificing yeah absolutely. and it's your relationships will improve your friendships will improve everything will improve it's it's insane I used to be a people pleaser when I was younger and I would I would do it though with such a wrong mentality expecting them to reciprocate yeah so you go above and beyond and you sacrifice so much and then they don't do it back and you then get resentful of them and you get and that's upset. very toxic super toxic dude and even I, for and that's it's kind of like narcissistic it, it it is in a weird way in a weird way and that's what's so like the polarities between like an actual narcissist and people who are codependent people pleasers is really interesting because yeah. we subconsciously would like do something in hopes that they would do it back mm -hmm. not just out of the kindness of our hearts even though there, there's part there's we do that too but like you would get upset if somebody didn't reciprocate it the way that you wanted them to by doing something yeah absolutely and I, I think once you like when I wanted to stop doing that in my life because it's so unfulfilling and draining to be that way towards everybody because you're giving so much of yourself out. Like imagine you're a cup of water and you're just dumping into everybody else's cup and then you have nothing left at the end of the day. And then you're mad. And then you're upset. Yeah. Like I'm upset <laughs> that nobody is doing this dehydrated. for me. <laughs> I'm dehydrated as fuck. Give me some fucking water. That's literally how you feel though. And I remember, um, I don't know who told me this or if I read it somewhere, but it was two cardinal rules of life don't take anything personally and don't expect 
to whatever you do to be reciprocated. Do it you out can't. of yeah, out of the kindness of your heart, and don't take shit personally. Just be you, and how somebody else reacts to you is ninety percent of the time on them. So long as you're not like instigating, right? Yeah. We don't need to get into semantics, but you just don't take that shit personally, right? And if you are that person that is going above and beyond to um, use your energy for somebody else. And then you kind of get a like, okay, thank you so much. Oh my God, I feel so much better. Bye kind of attitude. And you feel drained. Take a second to realize that what you just did. Yeah. Like you potentially also have somebody in your life who's like an energy vampire and like coming to you to make themselves feel better and then kind of bouncing. Yeah. And that could be even a friend. They just <clears> probably <throat> don't even realize they're doing it. Like what you said, they probably don't understand that they're doing that. Yeah. But that's your also your own responsibility to not let that happen. To not enable people like that. Yeah, because I've even had friends come tell me, oh my God, I need to come over and talk. And I'm like, hi, like, did you yes. ask what I'm potentially doing? Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't have that space for you right now. So that's why I appreciate friendships. They're like, oh my God, I had the worst day ever. I could really use some support. Are mm -hmm. you busy? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just ask how the person's doing first, <laughs> maybe instead of dumping everything out without like, No, actually consent. I had the worst night at work and I have, I'm on two hours of sleep and my yeah. dog's fucking running crazy. I don't have a second. Yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> so you just don't know. So yeah. it's just, you have to also, you're responsible for like your side of the street. Yeah. They're responsible <clears throat> for theirs. And like, you can kind of meet in the middle and this is relationships or friendships. It just has to be that way for healthy, healthy mental health. 100%. And I think during my mental health journey over the last few months, I really started to grasp that concept of taking ownership and accountability for everything I was doing, but to also make a safe space within myself. That's the key too. You can't look 100% for someone else to be the safe space. No. And that's what happens to people with me because I provide that. Mm -hmm. They come to me, they haven't found it in themselves. And I used to be on that end too. And until... I made sure that I felt safe inside. I was always looking to someone else to make me feel safe. Yeah. And that's, it's also a very empty feeling to be it's on that end. Very it's very sad. Yeah. You're never going to feel fulfilled, fulfilled or safe because if you don't feel safe or trust yourself and you're just looking at for external sources, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Because and you've you, never gotten those answers for yourself either. Exactly. And you, you are the person that you spend the most time with. And I think that's something that, is not talked about enough in our society nowadays, you spend 100% of the time with yourself. And so to not feel safe or to not trust yourself is a really scary feeling. And I think that's why speaking for myself, I was running away essentially, whether it would be working 12 hours a day, six days a week, just to avoid. Yeah. To avoid sitting with myself. And when I actually did sit with myself, all of this shit came up. I didn't like it. And all this trauma, I didn't, didn't even realize I had trauma because you, I've been running so fucking long that I had no idea and I hated it. Like I, I didn't like it at all. And I was so unhappy with myself. And I'm like, wait a second, like what kind of person am I? Like what, what do I have going on deep down that I've never really extracted, I guess you could say. And when I finally did, it, a lot of it was really ugly and a lot of it was trauma that I didn't even know about. And it's so crazy because until you take the time to do that, you're never going to feel safe or trust yourself. And I've ever, ever. And that's scarier than dealing with it, in my opinion. It is. It's, um, like you said, it's kind of ugly. Yeah. Like it's it's very weird. And then there comes a point too, I pr you'll probably either make the decision to like keep avoiding it because you don't want to deal with it, like you said. Mm -hmm. But just like you just said as well, 
you will continue going through it. Yep. It's never going <clears> to <throat> just go away. I just mentioned this to Wayne yesterday in the car um, when I was driving home from work. I was like telling him trauma, it's like a weed. Unless you go deep down and pull those roots out, it's always going to grow back. Yeah. And you have to do that and uproot it in order to move on fully with your life and to heal that inner child of yours or whatever it may be, that experience you went through that mentally screwed you up. You have to go deep and heal it. And I, I did that so much in such a short period of time. It was really difficult, but I came out on the other side and I, I literally felt like I was reborn. Like I feel like a new version of myself, just the way that I look at things and my mindset has done a complete 180. I've completely reprogrammed the way that I think. Killed your ego. Yeah, suffocated it. They talk about that a lot in spirituality too, that it's an, an ego death. Yeah. And whether you're spiritual or not, it's you still feel that you felt it. Yeah. And you, it sounds really sad, but like you kill this version of yourself mm-hmm. and you have to grieve it. Yeah. And the grief is those are those feelings that pop up when you're looking at all the shadow shit. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, the, they talk about the five stages of grief when like you're dealing with anything, a loss. There's like, yeah. um, what? Denial. Denial, anger, anger sadness, resentment, or no. Bargaining. Like bargaining, acceptance. Mm-hmm. You literally deal with all of those feelings when you have shed that version of yourself. I get goosebumps when I talk about this. Yeah. I remember when I went through this, I felt like I had new skin. This sounds so weird. No, it's like, true. It's tr- I felt like I was still getting, I, I was like getting to know a new vessel of yeah. myself. And I thought it was weird. <laughs> Your body is a vessel. <laughs> I, well, that's what I keep telling myself. Like I'm, I am in a human experience. Yes. Like. You're absolutely call right. Me weird. Though. I don't fucking care. No, it's fucking true. <laughs> You are having, I'm, it's a human experience and I have shed that portion of myself. Like when I even look back on that dark time in my life, I'm like, I feel like I'm looking back on a different person. You are. And Absolutely. it's, it's sad because I feel like I, I, I miss that person in a weird way or no, no, I don't. Not like that. I like, I think about that person a lot because that person got me here. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, I don't miss them, but like, I, I think about it a lot and I'm still like, wow, I really had to get that, I had to get out of that shell to transform into a new person. Yeah. And I found myself, why I wound up like kind of steering away from like my podcast and stuff like that was because I started getting lost in it again. Yeah. And I started focusing on things that were just like the grind because I'm like, okay, I need this, I need this, I need this, how I'm going to do it. And I kind of started going back to stuff that was going to be, um, I don't know. I don't want to say quicker to make me money, but just like I needed to do it. Yeah. But here's the mistake. Instead of just like finding some balance of continuing to pursue my passions, which make me happy, which I was able to realize by becoming the better version of myself, Mm -hmm. I kind of like took a sideways step and put it completely on the back burner and then just went the other direction. And I found myself getting unhappy again. And I'm like, I don't like who I am right now. Yeah. I was mad and irritated a lot. Like I couldn't give myself to the people that mattered Mm -hmm. and I was just working so much. And yes, I will say like, this is a transitional time because I'm getting used to it. So I was like really running myself low and overworking and everything. But I started to get really upset because I wasn't doing the things that were making me happy and the things that were making me happy that I was doing 
part-time, I wasn't able to give my full self to, and it was taking me back down this like- Like a rabbit hole. Yeah, and then I was starting to realize that like that version of myself was like creeping back in. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I don't like this. That's a scary thought too, because you do so much work and you go through so many growing pains. And the thought of your previous or your former self that you've kind of put to rest for a good reason. It's like coming back from the dead. Yeah, it's scary. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking scary. But it's true because like when you kind of start a new path or reprogram the way that you're thinking or like you shift your mindset, it's the way that I picture it is going down a straight and narrow path and there's all these exits, right? that can maybe take you, they'll take you to different routes wherever we're always where we should be, right? But some are more difficult than others. And so I feel what, you, what you're what you saying um, specifically because I have that same thought too mm-hmm. of that old Megan kind of creeping back in of just always being anxious, always being fearful, always doubting. And it's hard because you live, that girl has lived with you for 20, 30 years of your life. Yeah. And so it really is like grieving a death of somebody because now you're reborn, essentially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, whatever, and you just have to keep going forward. Because that old version is also comfortable. Complacent. Even though you familiar. don't. Yeah, even though you don't want it anymore, it is comfortable. So when you start freaking out about something that's new yeah. or scary, you tend to go back to comfort. Yep. That's why people go back to bad relationships too. They like just it's revert. just com- it's just comfortable because the healing process is ugly too. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I fucking did it. Yep. And you sometimes want to go back because the healing hurts too. Yeah. But it's gonna get better, and that's why I've had so many girls come to me with questions like that, and I'm like, you're gonna hurt either way. Like yeah. So what well. has the what has the better outcome? And yeah, this goes back well to life too. One. Yeah, that pick. has a safer, better outcome for yourself. Healthier. Yeah. Going back or shooting still down the hallway where the goal is to be your best self and get to a better version of yourself, either that's relationship or life or whatever, but it's fucking hard. So you're like, oh, well, I could just go back to this to this part and just stick here, but that hurts too. So you, you still have to go. What No matter what exit you take on that hallway, you still have to get back in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Whether it's an exit to like, okay, I need to stop here and like put it to the side a little bit to like help myself get to where I'm going, but don't stay there. Yeah, exactly. That's if- really hard. It, that kind of reminds me, I don't know the, the quote exactly, but it's like quitting after you fail. Like you got to just keep going because eventually it's going to work. But if you quit after you fail, you have nothing. Yeah. Right. I think it was a, it was a Steve Harvey uh, video that I saw on TikTok and that really sat with I me. I like those videos. Yeah. Because I was like, damn, you're, you're right though. Like we're always going to fail. Success is on the, the very, very far end of failure. Yeah. This year, I think, has also been tough for us because we've done a lot of things that have... <laughs> for those of you watching, you could have seen the eye roll I just got. <laughs> but so true, though. For those of you listening, Megan and I um, auditioned a lot out here in Vegas this year for a lot of different jobs, and it was very disheartening. Um, wound up on the positive end of it. We both yes. got employed. But it really like hurts your soul a it little bit does. out here. Um, it's very cutthroat and I think that also had a little bit of a damaging effect on my mental health too for a minute, mm-hmm. which I think is very normal. Yeah. Um, but that also threw me for a loop with the podcast stuff too, because I'm like, is this really something that I should be doing? Is it, is it worth it? Am I, am I going to be successful? 
Am mm-hmm. I like just like the jobs? Am I going to get hired? What's the point of me fucking showing up? The point of you showing up mm-hmm. to anything is that there's a chance. And you showed up. And you fucking showed up. Mm-hmm. And if and that's kind of what John reminded me of that in that message. If I don't keep showing up to this room, it's never going to get a chance. No. And it's just that kind of ties into the whole thing. You can hustle as hard as you want, but like you still have to do the things that make you happy on the side or you're yeah. going to wind up back to that miserable version of yourself. Yep, exactly. And if you don't have something that makes you happy, a side hustle or something that's just like a passion project, mm-hmm. you should get one. Yeah, totally. I feel like I did the same thing as you. Like I put all of my hobbies and passions on the back burner and I really took these these jobs in Vegas like really seriously, which is great because, you know, we were provided an opportunity that a lot of girls weren't. Mm-hmm. But um, just within the last few weeks, I've been texting you like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this and this. And I got these job offers and I just wasn't sure. And I ended up getting three interviews over the last two weeks. And when you stopped hyper focusing on it yes literally I was I texted you and I was like I don't know how I feel about this like I'm actually happy with where I am and then boom three interviews pop up and I said no to all of them I said no to the job that I was talking to you about the other Mm -hmm. night because I sat there and I was talking to Wayne about it that same night that I was texting you and he was like okay well I just have a few questions are you happy with where you are and I was like well yeah and he's like okay um, will you be happy with this new schedule? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, there's a risk that you may take there. Um, do you do you want to keep continuing what you're doing now or do you want to try this? You just have to ask yourself which one is going to make you happy, which one is going to make you feel fulfilled. Do, do you, you have need to, it? Yeah, you have to get real with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's something I felt myself asking you too, even during like that like more confusing time of yours mm-hmm. because one day it'd be, and I went through this too, so I don't want to put it on you, but like, yeah. You'll go through sometimes of like being really happy and then being like, oh, I don't fucking like this. Well, no, I like this. And like, well, I don't really know what I want. Mm-hmm. You'll always be really confused until you get set on like what yeah. makes you happy and like what's going to be the most fulfilling option. Yep. And I, <laughs> it's so funny because the job I wound up getting, the last interview I had for it, <laughs> I fucking, <laughs> I, I cried text. after it and I'm like, I, fucking don't want to do this anymore. Yep. I'm out of here. Da-da-da. I'm so sick of this. And then I get the job. It's so confusing. It's really confusing. What I realized is like, I am happy that I got it. Yeah. What I wasn't happy with was that I was putting myself to the side. Yeah. And so I, and that's why you're happy now and why mm-hmm. the opportunities are flowing for you is because you started getting in touch with yourself again yeah, and are in an understanding with yourself of what you want to do and need to do to make Megan her happiest version. And now you're not going to let anything stop that. So whether you're working five jobs or one job, you're like, I know what I need yeah, to be happy. And then a happy person gets rewarded with opportunities because you're putting that energy out there. Yeah. Your vibration is just significantly yeah. higher than if you're sitting there confused or living in lack. Yeah. And now you get to decide. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like life's controlling you. You're controlling your life again, which is just yeah. like what your life coach said. Like it's time. not happening to you. It's happening for you. Yep. And there's a reason why we would get, I, d- I don't like to say the word rejected, but redirected to like mm-hmm. different opportunities because I mean, I auditioned for 10 places and I got one call back and it was the first place I auditioned for. But I remember thinking at the very end, like, damn, why didn't I get more callbacks? But also, why does it fucking matter? Because I got a job. 
I don't need to get called back from every single opportunity that I, I try for. And that's normal? Yeah. Most people don't get callbacks at all. And so the fact that I got a callback with no experience completely lied on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> It's you didn't great. lie. You just, you padded it a little bit. I, I, you know, fabricated a few things, but I'm doing great. But you showed up. I mean, yes. you, okay. I've seen girls fabricate their shit and they lose their jobs because they can't. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't recommend that unless you really can back your shit up. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's the thing though, is like these jobs aren't necessarily hard. And they hire girls with no experience all the time. All the fucking time. And so with that being said, like I've worked in hospitality for 10 years. I can do this. And Honestly so, worked in hospitality for 10 years. Yes. Yeah. Have I been a cocktail server at a pool? No. But I, I'm pretty sure I can figure it out. And you know what we did. And so I feel like when I finally appreciated that opportunity that I had and I appreciated the time that I had. Um, off and all of the other things that I was doing in life, my social media, spending time with Wayne, um, taking time to reflect on myself. It just brought me so much joy. And so I think that's why when I got these job offers, I was like, you know what? No, I don't need this because I don't want to move from the space that I'm at now. I'm doing very well and I don't want to derail that if it's going to be a detriment to my mental health. Because I, I can say for certain that I'm very happy with where I am now. And I don't know if taking another opportunity like that, switching up my hours, switching up my schedule, taking less time from the things that I really enjoy, I don't know how that would affect me. And that's what scares me. Yeah. And I remember asking you that a couple of times before, way before this happened, before even your coaches in your life, mm -hmm. when you'd be really upset. And on my end, all I saw was a super successful marriage, mm -hmm. you guys creating a business together, being yeah. financially stable, being happy with each other, mm -hmm. living in a great like neighborhood. Like mm -hmm. I saw all these good things. I'm like, what exactly are you trying to fix? And it was just myself mm. because I, again, running away from all of those things that I had not healed yet. And then finally sitting with it for like months on end. That was the thing that brought me back to reality. And it was a new reality that I created for myself essentially being grateful for all of those things, right? Yeah. I remember those texts that you were like, Megan, like people would kill to be in your position right now. What's going on? And I had to sit there and think, oh, she's right. I have so much going for myself. Just because I get redirected from something does not mean that depreciates my value. No. And that's what I would do is I would wrap up my value in all of these things and I'm, yeah, I can be a bit of an extremist. And I think that's what it was is that, well, if I don't get this job, it means I'm not beautiful enough. And it means that, <laughs> da, 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 da. like I would, I would go so far down that rabbit hole. I guarantee you a lot of girls do this too. Yeah. This is not something that you ever even need to feel like you're like a one-off because of that. Like this is, I hear this a lot. It's hard because especially in Vegas in the industry, your job is based 90% off your looks. And so when you don't get called, you really do for a second think like, fuck, damn, as I'm sitting here with no makeup on, I'm just on myself. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at myself on the monitor. Um, but I digress. You really do think that there's something wrong with you. And you mentioned before, like, you have no idea what these people want. You have no idea what they're looking for. If they call you, cool. If you, if you are what they're looking for, great. If you're not, it really doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything. Because you can audition in 2020, <laughs> 2021, and then not get called by anybody. And then you can audition in 2022, 23, wherever, and then get called back by five places. It really, you just have to be consistent. And that goes with, with every life. 
Yeah, everything we just yeah. talked about, consistent with your mental health, consistent with your job or your drives, your passions, whatever it is. If you don't have consistency, you don't you end up pushing work. Yeah, you push things to the back burner and you end up losing your drive or your passions and then you kind of sit in this space where you're doing stuff that isn't necessarily making you happy. It could be making you money, but is it making you happy? Stop calling me out like that. <laughs> I saw the way you looked at me. <laughs> but you are though, you're here. I'm here. Yes. I showed up and even when that intro rolled and I, I almost cried. Tell me why I felt the same way. I almost fucking cried. And I don't know why. Well, no, I probably know why. But I was like, God damn it. Because I almost cry every time. Yeah. It's your baby. I, it's, yeah. And it's, oh God, don't cry, Christina. There's videos in that intro from like some really interesting times. Mm -hmm. And I look at it and I see so much change. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is not the day. Okay. <laughs> um, You've grown a lot. Yeah, and it's it's just true though because you, if you lose that consistency, you'll lose everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm very fortunate to have people in my life to remind me mm -hmm. when I'm fucking up, or I don't want to say fucking up, but when I'm like falling off course. Because I've noticed I've had people in my life believe in me more than I believed in myself. Yeah, and I know how fortunate I am for that too, because there's a lot of people who don't have people who believe in them yeah. and they've had to do it on their own. And that's some strength that I, I don't know because mm -hmm. I've fortunately had people to help pick me up yeah. and shove me along the way. And I don't ever want to take that for granted because I've, like you said, you've, we've been given opportunities that people would kill for. And I yeah. think that gratitude goes a long way. Even working in the industry, I'll hear girls who are bitching about the stupidest things. And I'm like, you fucking girls have mm -hmm. no idea how good you have it. And I keep my mouth shut yep. because it's not my place. I just stay in my lane. But mm -hmm. I mean, that goes into any industry. People don't know how good they have it. And that is going to halt their growth. That's not my problem. Yeah. But if you're ever experiencing that and you need to take a step back and just have some gratitude or get a fucking slice of humble pie, I can show you the way yeah. because mm -hmm. I will speak it to you. But, um, I'm just, I'm just glad that I can catch myself now because I look back sometimes at my old life and I'm like, man, I had a lot of opportunity. I had a lot of like things happening to me that were happening for me that I couldn't mm. recognize. Um, and for a while I thought I had wasted time. I'm like, fuck, those were like two years that I could have done this and this. I'm like, you know what? Those are two years that you had to go through and you had to sit in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and Megan, just be glad that it was only a few months for you because I woke up in that much pain for, I would say, at least a year. And I even remember sitting in that pain and being like, the second my eyes opened, why the fuck am I feeling like this? Like, am I going to go through another day like this? Like, what am I still doing here yeah. physically and mentally? Like, <clears throat> and... But now looking back, I'm like, I know there was a reason. There, 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 that time frame, exactly the way it was, was for a reason. And however many months you dealt with that was specifically for you. Yep. It teaches us everything we need to know. Yeah. And I firmly believe the universe has a plan. It has a course of action. We don't ever really know what it is. But when we become in tune with that and we align ourselves with that, after we come out of the on the other side of all of that pain and trauma and heartbreak and healing when we come out on the other side of it it's so beautiful yeah and i remember seeing that for you too 
because I saw the beginning, the middle, and after. And it's it's just amazing to see because, you know, all of the growth that you've been through over the last few years, it's such a beautiful things because or such a beautiful thing because you've started your own business and you've started this career on social media and you have these sponsors and you have this business, you have so much going for you and you got hired at all these cool places that people would literally kill for. And I remember at the beginning of the episode too, I saw the intro and the logo and I just, I don't know if you saw me, but I just smiled so big because I was like, that's hers. She did that. She did all of this. And it just makes me so proud of you to see all of this happening for you as well, because you. you are now that you are in a space where you are aligned beyond the healing and the trauma and the grief and you've aligned yourself and you're just trusting all of these amazing opportunities have flown your way. And that goes for anybody. Yeah. And, and it, this is just a testament to to how that works. When right. You really do trust. And I think the secret sauce once you get to this position is to continue that gratitude yeah. and not to minimize the things that are for you. Because I remember there was a point where like when I was creating this logo, I'm like, this is cheesy. And I'm like, <laughs> no, like stop putting yourself down. Yeah. No, my Ricky always, <laughs> whenever I say something, <laughs> like that, he's like, don't talk about my friend like that. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's cute and it's funny, but like, there's also some seriousness to that. He's like, yeah. Why are you talking down about someone who I love and adore so much mm -hmm. and who I like am the biggest fan? I'm like, don't talk about her like that. Like it's a joke, but it's not. Yeah, it's so true. And you guys listening all need to like talk about yourselves like that too. Like don't minimize your little project or your little side hustle or your little logo or like yep. your little clothing brand. Like that little clothing brand might be the next Alphalete. That next little logo might be the next top selling podcast. Like you just don't know what could happen. Your business. Like mm -hmm. I remember with Ghost Tactics, like I don't even know what the fuck we're doing. I'm like, <laughs> what is Megan, this shit? shut up. Like <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see it from my perspective, but that's perspective. That's how it fucking works. Yeah. So be that reminder to your friends, be that reminder to your significant others be that like voice of reason to like keep pushing them on. And thank yeah. you, John Orlando yes. for that message because I needed to hear it that harsh, even though I know you were joking and I know you love me. I needed to hear it like that. Yeah. Cause I was like, Fuck, yes, yep. he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. So, um, but yeah, really, I thank you so much for yeah. sharing that. And I knew, I knew we would be sitting here sharing your story even months ago when this was happening. I was mm -hmm. just waiting um, and I'm really glad that happened. So yes, Me too. I'm happy that I went through it and came out on the other side and can now have a broader perspective. Yeah. And I now like you share it. just looks different. Yeah. Yeah. It'll never look the same again too, mm -hmm. which is like really cool. It's almost like a psychedelic experience. Like I can't see You can't this. see it the same way the you same did. Way. Yeah. yeah. And it's like waking up from the freaking matrix. I always imagine that scene where mm -hmm. Neo gets out of his little pod and unplugs himself and he's just like, holy shit, what kind of life have I been living? That's exactly what it's like. Yes, that's how it feels. And, and it, that's how it is, yeah. essentially. And if you're listening and you feel like you're kind of trapped in a situation, whatever that is, like, I promise you that's what it feels like when you let know. yourself get out of it. Just, yeah. like, let yourself get out of it. And mm -hmm. that's, like, the key. No one's going to do it for you. You're the only person who can pull yourself out of that shit. Yeah. And it, it sounds so cliche, but it's so it's – the, it's the truth. And – I hope you guys stay tuned too because a lot of the topics Megan and I are going to cover on a separate podcast go into like 
the shit behind other things and that no one really talks about. The taboo topics that nobody prepares you for. You have to learn on your own. Yeah. But and we that, all go through it. Yeah. And we'll, um, we'll hopefully have that launched by the end of the year. But once again, if you've made it this far through the podcast, thank you guys so much. You have no idea what it means to me. Hopefully my tears showed a little bit of that, but this has been such an amazing experience to get on and talk about some things um, that I've been through and also bring on some people to share the experiences that they've been through that can hopefully connect with you guys and make you realize that you're not alone in these. And hopefully you feel a little bit more empowered to take the reins and control on your own life. And thank you again. Um, we'll drop Megan Jules information here below. You can always um, feel free to hit either of us up on Instagram, on social media. We'd love to talk to you guys. And if you have not yet, please like and subscribe to the Fearless as Fuck podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. That would mean the world to me and helps us out a lot. And also love to hear what you think of the podcast. Leave it in the comments, topics you want to cover, or just what you think. And until next time, we'll see you guys soon. Thank <laughs> you.